Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. Today we're going to be learning Maseches Beitza, Daf Lamed Hey. And we are starting about 15 lines or so, about um, a quarter of the way down on Lamed Hey Amad Aleph, starting with the words Ella Omar of Simi Bar Ashi. Uh, we'll get to that in a moment. Just a couple of housekeeping items. Mirza Hashem, this coming Sunday night, we will be having a Sium here in the base Medrash. Um, and uh, Crunch is closed on Sundays. I checked with uh, Mark, who is the owner. Uh, he's not, but he might as well be. I checked with Mark and he said they're closed. And uh, what we're going to do is some sandwich club. Everyone has to please uh, pony up $15. If you're going to use Venmo, please look up my name. Uh, if you're going to use Chase QuickPay, you are welcome to do that. Chase QuickPay and Zell is to my cell phone number. Uh, cash in hand, check in hand, credit cards I don't accept. Otherwise, we are all good. So that's going to be for Sunday night. And this coming Monday, Mir Tashem. You do take cash or you don't? Oh, yeah. Green, green. Cash <laughs> is king, my friend. 15. Cash is king. Pay up. Pay up. You could leave it on account for the next one. You got it. I'm not going to remember that, okay? I won't either. Okay. So, so halakhically, I just wanted to make sure I'm not being a gun up here. So um, uh, so we'll be doing that. On Monday, I'll be out of town. Uh, I'm not yet sure if it's going to be live on Zoom or pre-recorded. I will probably only know day of. And I will, of course, keep you posted. So yesterday, we learned in the name of Rav Nachman, back on Lamedal at Amidbez, we learned in the name of Rav Nachman that Shabbos is kovaas for Meiser. What does that mean? That because of Shab, that because of the halachic status of eating on Shabbos, the karas of the Shabbos oneg, is that if there is a food that has yet to go through the entire process of preparation, the food has yet to be brought into one's house, and re'iyas pnei is one of the final steps of the gemar malacha, of uh, the processing of a food, which therefore makes it chayiv in Meiser. Rav Nachman says that by Shabbos, even if it's the case that it is not nigmar malacha, once Shabbos kicks in, so then the chiyuv meiser kicks in, breaking one of the general rules that meiser only applies when there is gemar malacha. So that's a problem, says the Gemara, uh, and we'll see why momentarily. Ella says the Gemara one quarter of the way down, maybe a drop more, Lamad Hayamad Aleph, Ella Amr of Simi Barashi, Rabbi Eliezer Kamris. How could you say that we're following the Shita of Rabbi Eliezer? Rabbi Eliezer Lataime, he does have his own reason to Amar Truma Kava Fakol Shakain Shabbos. He holds that uh, if one were to take Truma from a food, that would be a Kovea for Meiser. And Fakol Shakain Shabbos, all the more so Shabbos. The problem is that we don't paskin like Rabbi Eliezer. So Rav Nachman on the previous page said that Shabbos is Kovas. His son Marzutra says, oh, I have a marimakam for my father, and it's going to be the shita of Rabbi Eliezer the Tana. Says the Gemara, that doesn't work. We don't paskin like him. Ditanan, as the Mishnah writes, Peros Shetarman, if you have fruits upon which you gave truma, ad shalon nigmara malachtan, but you have yet to bring it into your house. It's prior to Re'iyas Pnei Habayis. So under those circumstances, there's a machlokas in the Tanaim. Rabbi Eliezer, Oser Le'echol Mehen Arai. Rabbi Eliezer is of the opinion that this food cannot be eaten Arai. It is already Chayev in Maiser. It's Tevel. And you're not allowed to eat from it, even though there's no Gemar Malacha. Ve'chachamim Matirim. And we hold like the Chachamim who are lenient in that case. So Rav Nachman, you're trying to make a comment that Shabbos is Kovas. Your son Marzutra wanted to to say, I have a Raya Ladavar, which is Rabbi Eliezer. Says the Gemara, we don't paskin like Rabbi Eliezer. So you can't bring me this Mishnah, our Mishnah, Rabbi Eliezer, that he says that Shabbos is Kovas. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. So therefore, says the Gemara, that's not what Marzutra meant. Says the Gemara, third of the way down on Lamed Hayamad of Tashma. Let's look at another part of the Mishnah, Misefa. What does it say in the Seifa of the Mishnah that would then imply that we hold 
that Shabbos is Kovas, the Chachamim Omrim, the Chachamim were of the opinion, and we hold like the Chachamim, Ad Shiyirshom V'yomar Mikan Ve'ad Kan. We had said that if a person wanted to eat from fruits that were drying over the course of that first night and day of Yom Tov, that if prior to Yom, Yom Tov you took some rope and you marked off the area of fruits that you wanted to eat as they were drying, then you'd be allowed to eat them the next day, no problem. So says the Gemara, that's a sheet of the Chachamim. And we had said in our Mishnah that the context of this is that it was during Shemitah uh, and it was on an Erev Shabbos when you selected that fruit. So Taima, the Gemara says, the reason why in our Mishnah we're lenient is because it was the Erev Shabbos B'Shviz. We were talking about a year of Shviz, Delav Bar Isure Nihu. In that year of Shviz, there is no Chiyuv Meiser. What does that imply? We saw this same svara yesterday, but in the remaining uh, years of the Shemitah cycle, the non-Shemitah years, so years 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6, so we can see that if you have an Arab Shabbos in a year that isn't Shemitah, it should be Asr, my, my time. Huh? Isn't that the case? Oh, so this is where maybe Marzutra was trying to bring a raya for his father, for Rav Nachman, that maybe we could see from the Seifa, of our Mishnah, the sheet of the Chachamim, that in order to benefit from the fruits that are drying, you have to demarcate um, the space of which you'd like to be eat, you'd eat from. Let's call it a two foot by two foot space. You put pegs and ropes, whatever you do to demarcate to indicate that you plan on eating it. And during a year where there's no Shemitah, but it's Erev Shabbos, so then Shabbos is the is the Kovea for Meiser. So then we have a good Raya, says the Gemara Lo. We do not have a good Raya. We're a little more than halfway down. Why don't we have a good Raya? Because shiny Hasam, our Mishnah is actually quite different than the Shita of Reb Nachman. Why? Because in that case, you made a specific indicator of what exactly you'd be eating. That's not normal. That's not a normal way for Shabbos to be the Kovas. If our Mishnah wanted to teach that Shabbos is the Kovas, give us a clean case where Shabbos alone entered and made a food usher. Here, you've selected exactly which 10 fruits you wanted, and therefore not a raya from our Mishnah. Ihachi says the Gemara, if that's true, that just isolating and handpicking something makes it, uh, makes it a kvias, then that should be true during the week also. My area Shabbos, who, why did the Mishnah deal with a case of Shabbos? If simply indicating which pieces of fruit you wanted makes it a, a kvia for Meiser, makes it the same should be true during the week, says the Gemara. We learn an ancillary din from here. Why does our Mishnah speak about Shabbos? Because that if you have tevel, food in which there is a chiyuv meiser, so then the halacha is, it's considered muchan etzel Shabbos. What does it mean that it's muchan etzel Shabbos? It means that if a person, that if a person actually did give meiser, you're not allowed to, but if you gave meiser on food on Shabbos, the halacha is mesukan, that we would say that it's, it is as though it's been tithed and you're therefore allowed to eat it. And that ends this question and answer on the Gemara, which is that we tried to say that we have a beautiful marimakum to support Rav Nachman from our Mishnah that Marzutra, his son, quoted, and it turns out it's not such a good machlokas. We also, says the Gemara two-thirds of the way down, seem to have a conflict even within Rabbi Eliezer himself. How so? We know that up until now that Rabbi Eliezer, we've been saying about him that Shabbos is Kovea, that once Shabbos kicks in, there's a chiyuv meiser, even if the food is not nigmar malachto, even if the food was not yet brought into Yerushos. Yet we see in another Tanaic source something that's the opposite. Or Minhi, the Gemara says, Haya ochel be'eshkel, person's walking around and he's eating a cluster of grapes on their branches. You just have torn off a little bit uh, sometimes for dessert, we'll do that. We'll take a large 
a cluster of grapes and we'll cut small pieces, small sets of 10, 15 grapes that you can gently put on someone's plate as dessert. So, okay, so this guy's walking around with a whole cluster of grapes. It's not so, uh, it's not such a hush of a thing to do when you're walking around eating like that, but he, that's what he did. So, he's going from out in the orchard into the chutz or into his private property. Oh, so isn't that's the Gemar Malacha. When you walk into your private property, that's Gemar Malacha. That means that you should be Chayv Meiser. So what's the Halacha? Can you continue eating? Rabbi Eliezer, Omer Yigmor, very strange. Rabbi Eliezer says you're allowed to finish eating because he says seemingly that a Chatzar is not a Goreim for Meiser. A Chatzar is not Kovea for Meiser. Rabbi Yoshua, Omer Lo Yigmor, Rabbi Yoshua says you're not allowed to eat. Once you walk into the Chatzar, then the Chiyuv Meiser kicks in. There's no more Achila Sarai. Now here's our case where we will then see a conflict within Rabbi Eliezer himself. The case is, on Friday afternoon, five minutes before Shkia, you're walking and you're eating from a cluster of grapes. And then Shabbos kicks in. Shkia sets in. So what should we expect from Rabbi Eliezer? Well, Rabbi Eliezer says that Shabbos is Koveya. And even if you are not in, in the category of Gemar Malachtan, even if you have yet to bring these grapes into your private rishus, the halacha should be, according to Rabbi Eliezer, is that you're not allowed to eat this food. Okay, so what does the Gemara say? Rabbi Eliezer, Omer Yigmar, you can continue eating. But why can you continue eating? That's a contradiction within Rabbi Eliezer. The Rabbi Eliezer we've learned about yesterday and earlier in Shir today says that Shabbos is Koveya. Over here, we see that as Shabbos kicks in, he's still eating. Why are you still allowed to eat if Shabbos is Koveya? He says, Yigmor, finish the food, no problem. And Rabbi Yoshua, Omer Lo Yigmor, is a dissenting opinion. So the Gemara has to answer this question. The Gemara has a very um, a significant error in the Girsa here. And after the words Lo Yigmor, it should read as follows. This is based on the Hagos with Sionim, and it's based on Defusim Yoshanim, on old texts of the Gemara. And the Gemara reads like this. Masnisen, um, how do we answer the, this question? Masnisen, our Mishnah is Rebbe Nasanhi, skipping a line. Rebbe Nasanhi, and what does Rebbe Nasanhi say? Uh, what does Rebbe Nasan say? Uh, the Tanya, the Brisa says, Rebbe Nasan Omer, Kishe Amar Rabbi Eliezer Yigmor, Bechatzer Yigmor. Uh, he doesn't mean that you should be finishing it in the field. It doesn't mean you're going in. It's as you are about to go in, finish it before you go in. That's fine. When Rabbi Eliezer says that you're allowed to finish this food, even though Shkia has set in, he doesn't mean on Shabbos Mamish. You can finish it at another time. And therefore, his shita has stayed safe. We've made an ukimta. We've retranslated the way that this brisa about the eshkol, about the cluster of grapes was brought. And there is no conflict. Rabbi Eliezer remains with his shita that Shabbos is a koveya. However, we don't paskin like Rabbi Eliezer. And in order to make that clear, the Gemara says as follows, six lines from the bottom of Lamed Hayamad Ali. Ki asa Ravin, Amar Rav Yochanan. Ravin came uh, to, and said in the name of Rav Yochanan, Rav Yochanan said the following, Echad Shabbos, whether or not it's Shabbos, ve'echad Truma, whether or not one siphoned off Truma from, from Peros, ve'echad Chatzar, whether or not one brings it into their private property, ve'echad Mekach, whether or not one does any sales with this particular fruit, Kulan, in all cases, in Koven Elabedavar Shenigmara Malachdan, period. The only way that food ever gets to the point of Miser is if the Gemar Malacha is, is intact, is if it's been Roe Pnei Habayis. It has to be fully done. Otherwise, it doesn't count. This is against the Rabbi Eliezer that we just saw. And now the Gemara details 
what Rabbi Yochanan was thinking with each piece of his statement. You can imagine the shear being given by Rabbi Yochanan. He writes on the chalkboard and that these five things, Shabbos, Truma, Chatzer, Mekach, all of these things, they all require Gemar Malachtan in order to be Kovea Meiser. So it says the Gemara, what did he mean to exclude with each statement? Shabbos, well, we already know about one person, which is Rabbi Eliezer. The Gemara, strangely, doesn't mention it. The Gemara says, Shabbos, what was Rabbi Yochanan trying to exclude? La'afuke mi dehillel. What do you mean, la'afuke mi dehillel? We, we've been talking for the last blot about Rabbi Eliezer. Why don't we say that when Rabbi Yochanan was teaching this din, it was to exclude Rabbi Eliezer? So take a look at Tosfos. The last Tosfos on the page, Dibraham Askel, Shabbos, la'afuke mi dehillel. And the, the Balei Tosfos write, Ubedinhu dehava matzi leminka la'afuke mi Rabbi Eliezer. We easily we could have said that maybe Rav Yochanan was really trying to exclude the sheet of Rabbi Eliezer. We could have said that, but we seemingly chose not to. What is the reason why we did not choose him? It doesn't teach us anything halachic because we reject his shita outright. So therefore, back in the Gemara, we don't even need Rav Yochanan, who lived a while after Rabbi Eliezer. Rav Yochanan is an Amora, Rabbi Eliezer is a Tana. And the Gemara at that point was already clear to everyone how we it. So we didn't want to say that it was to exclude Rabbi Eliezer because we don't paskin like it. So the Gemara instead says that the reason why Rav Yochanan says that Shabbos is not a Koveya for Meiser, when it's not Nigmar Malachto, is La'afuke mi Hillel. What does Hillel say? The Tanya, the Brisa writes, and here there's a correction in the Girsa as well. Ha ma'avir peros liktos. If a person spreads out fruit all over the place on their roof, wherever it is, to dry out, and then hayom, and then the day kicks in. Hillel himself says it's forbidden, and Rav Yochanan wanted to exclude the sheet of Rav Yochanan. We don't pass in that way. Rav Yochanan says the only way that Shabbos is koveh is if it's nigmar malachto. And on the top of Lamed Hayamid Beis, we move to the second factor, to the second part of Rav Yochanan's shita, that a chatzer is not koveh. Chatzer, why did Rav Yochanan say that? Who was he trying to exclude? Says the Gemara, la'afuke mi de Rav Yaakov. Ditznan, what does Rav Yaakov say? Hamavir te'enim b'chatzer liktos. If a person lays out figs in their in their courtyard in order to dry them out, the halacha is, banav uvne beso ochlen mehen arai. Upturn min you're allowed to eat from min arai. It's not chayav in maiser. Yeah, that's the Tanakama. The Tani Allah Rav Yaakov, it's actually in another brisa. There's a brisa that qualifies this Mishnah where it says, Rav Yaakov mechatzer. It says Rav Yaakov is Mechayev. What does that show? That, that shows that Rav Yaakov is of the opinion that just bringing something into a chatzar can make it usher, even though it was not yet Rav bias, which is not what Rav Yochanan wants to teach. And that's why Rav Yochanan chose to exclude this case of chatzar to make sure that we know that we don't paskin like Rav Yaakov. What about Truma? So says the Gemara, Truma la'afuke mid Rabbi Eliezer. Even though it's true that we don't paskin like Rabbi Eliezer, the Balei Atosos at the bottom of the page deals with the fact that even though we, even though Rav Yochanan didn't exclude Rabbi Eliezer in the beginning of his sugya of his of his uh, sheet of his memra, he does use him here because he's the only shita out there by Truma. It's not in the Mishnah writes about Truma peros shetarman that if in fact there were peros that were. Um, uh, from which Truma was taken. So then, it, and, and it's a case of Adshalo Nigmara Malachtan. So let's say the food is uh, not yet, it was not yet Ropnea Bais and you took Truma. So then the halacha is, um, according to Rabbi Eliezer, he says, Oser Le'echol Mehen Arai. You're not allowed to eat that food. 
It's already Maiser, even though it's not Nigmar Malachtam. The Chachamim Matir, and because we Paskin like the Chachamim, so Rabbi Yochanan wanted to make sure that we knew that Truma is not enough of a threshold in order to obligate a person in Maiser. What about Mekach? What about doing some type of financial transaction? So that says the Gemara Kidetanya. This is not a Mishnah, it's a Brai, so it should be corrected. Let's say, that you are buying, uh, you're buying figs, and you're buying them from an Amha Aretz. An Amha Aretz here is not today's version of an Amha Aretz. And this Amha Aretz is actually somewhat educated, but they were a shtikl chashud on certain halachos. We weren't totally sure about whether or not they would be ma'asar. We weren't 100% sure. So it says the Gemara, if you buy them from an Amha Aretz, but you buy them in a place, you buy them in a place where people typically don't eat them as they are. They don't eat figs as they are. Instead, what do they do? They crush them to uh, create some type of jam, some type of uh, jelly, whatever they're going to make with it. So then uh, what does this Mishnah, this Brisa say? This Mishnah says, you're allowed to eat from them aray. And what's missing in the Gemara and makes this Gemara difficult is that um, asran, when they get to the point of Gemar Malacha, and then you're obligated to be Ma'aser, so then we are Ma'aser Demai, we're only Ma'aser Demai means that it's a suffix. It's a, a, a dimui. We're not sure 100% that he that we're chayev in this, but we're going to do it out safek, um, and that, that is the sheet that we're trying to get away from, because it should only be the case that, uh, that it is when it's nigmar malachta. Says the Gemara, shmami notlas. We learn three things from this, uh, this final halacha about mekach. Number one, shmami na mekach ena kovas, like Rabbi Yochanan wanted to teach, that a transaction is not enough to obligate a food in Miser. That's number one, unless it's been Nigmar Malachto, unless it's been Roop Nabais. Number two, Vishmamina, we're 10, 12 lines down, six lines before the end of the parak. Vishmamina, Rov by virtue of the fact that when we are Me'aser, when we do give our Miser, it's done. It's done with a level of suffix. We therefore seem to assume that that rov ameha aretz are me'aser. And the last thing we learn is ushmamina me'asrin demai me'ameha aretz afilu b'davar shlom nigmar malachto. That seemingly when we are going to be me'aser, it would even be with something that is not nigmar malachto. This requires a lot of research and a lot of conversation. Uh, but that these are the three things that are learned out from this sugya. And as well in regards to Mekkah, says the Gemara, what was another thing that we were trying to exclude from Mekkah, or that we didn't want to misunderstand? In order to exclude the following case, Rabbi Yochanan was trying to teach us that we should exclude the following. I sell apples, you sell oranges, we swap. Both of them are for eating purposes, not for crushing purposes. I'm buying dates from you, you're buying figs, you're buying uh, figs from me and I'm going to lay them out and they're going to dry them out and you're going to dry them out. Or or we trade food in a way where one would then uh, be drying them out and the other would be eating the food. In all of those cases, says the Gemara, you're chayet. And here it seems to be, it implies that mekach, just the transaction is enough to set it, to set the wheels in motion to obligate one in Miser. And says the Gemara, that the halachos are not necessarily that way. It's only for lechol. But when it comes to drying out, it's meant to be patr. And Rabbi Yochanan wanted to preclude all of this. It's not the case. Mekach is not grounds for setting Miser into place. I know the last blot has been a little, uh, a little dicey. Uh, and the short version of the Gemara is like this. There's a discussion in the Tanaim as to whether or not Miser would kick in before all of the final steps of the processing and harvesting of food would take place. Rabbi Eliezer was of the opinion, 
and some other Tanaim were as well, that uh, Miser could kick in earlier than the completion of all of the harvesting. That is not how we paskin in halacha. We paskin in halacha like Rav Yochanan, because Rav Yochanan, was the, he's the posik Acharon, he's the one who is after all of these Amorim, and we hold in halacha that Miser never kicks in before Gemar Malachtan. This is especially true in, a, in an agricultural space where people actually do harvest, and there are some halachos, in some cases deoraisa, in some cases derabanan, depending on exactly what feature we're talking about. Nevertheless, uh, what basically we have concluded here is like Rav Yochanan, is that in order for something to be chayv and meiser properly, there must be a gemar malachta. I'm wondering if halachically that would be the same way as, your, as the paycheck company saying, I already issued you the money, it's on the way, but it hasn't cleared the bank yet. So like this would be the comparison in Meister. I'm not making a halachic determination, but if we were to say that the paycheck company clicking submit is like part of the harvesting, but it hasn't landed in the account yet, am I chayv in Meister? When am I chayv in Meister? When the paycheck company clicks submit or when it lands in my bank account. So that in theory, it's a theoretical construct, could be the difference between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Eliezer would say, you're chayv. It's a, okay, it didn't land in your bank account yet. But we don't care about Gemar Malachtan. Vashenkin, according to Rabbi Yochanan and the other tonight that support him, is that when it lands in your house, you're done. When it lands in your bank account, then you're chayv. So just a conceptual way to look at this. Hadran Allah, maybe Baruch Hashem, we finished the fourth parak of Masechah's Pitzah. We should come back to this top in seven and a half years. Let's start the next parak. Uh, this page is easy. The rest of the day is easy. It's a much easier Mishnah, and uh, we'll have plenty of time. It's much more words, but it'll move much more quickly. The new parak opens, parak Mishilin. Mishilin peros derech aruba biyom If one has fruits on their roof, they are allowed to lower them if it starts to rain, whatever the case is. You're drying things out on the roof. You can lower them through the aruba, through a, um, through a skylight, on Yom Tov, but you're not allowed to do that on Shabbos. You're allowed to cover fruits with a kli to prevent water from getting on them. If, if in fact you have barrels of wine or oil that are open, you can also cover them with a kli, no problem. You are also allowed to place the garbage can under the leaking roof. Hopefully no one will ever have that experience, but should we ever have such an experience, you're allowed to place the garbage can underneath that, no problem. That brings us to the Gemara, three lines into the new parak, halfway down on the page. Itmar of Yehuda Rav Nasan. What we're going to be talking about for the next 20 lines is the first word in the parak of Meshilin. There are 10 different versions of this word. So it says the Gemara, Chadtani Meshilin, Chadtani Mashchilin, just different words. They mean the same thing of lowering fruit down. Amar Marzutra, Mandatani Meshilin, Lomishtabish. The, what, the way that we have it, where it says Meshilin lo mishtabesh, there was no error. Uman detani mashchilin lo mishtabesh. And even according to the one who says mashchilin, which is a slightly different language, that is also not a problem. How do we know? Let's support each of these two versions. Man detani mashchilin lo mishtabesh. According to the way we have it as mashchilin, we have a pasuk for this, to, for this, ki shal zesecha, when your zesim will be taken down, which means to lower, which is what our Mishnah is talking about, lowering food through the aruba. And uman detani mashchilin lo the one who says that the word in the parak should not be mashilin but should be mashilin, he has a marimakum as well. That's none. Hashachul ve'akasul. These are two different types of psulin. We'll discuss in a moment what they are. Shachul. What is the case of shachul? Shachul is she nishmita yurecho. The hip is disconnected. Mashilin. The hip has lowered. It's fallen out of its socket, just like you are allowed to lower 
fruit. And as well, ksul, what is that psul? Sha'achas miyarkosav givoa michaverta, where the animal has a deformity, where one hip is larger than the other. These are considered psulim in an animal that is a bechor, not with every korban, just with certain korbanos. And Omar of Nachman bar Yitzchak, forget that. Mandatani mashirin lo mishtabesh. The language of mashirin is different already. That's not a problem. Umandatani mashirin, that's our fourth language. That's also not a problem. Umandatani manshirin, also lomishtabesh. And let's go through all of these three. We have a total now of five languages that our Mishnah could have had. And we are two thirds of the way down, about halfway through the thickness of this new section. Mandatani mashirin lomishtabesh, the one who says mashirin, they didn't make an error. What's the marimakum that indicates mashirin means to, to, to have something lowered? A little difficult. It requires a little bit of a poetic license to get from here to there. But the Gemara says it's not based on a Mishnah. Rabbi Shmuel Omer, Nazir, lo yachof rosho ba'adama A Nazir is not allowed to use certain types of earth on his uh, head because it may pull out some of his hairs. And when you pull out your hairs, they fall. So that's going to make your hair fall off. And therefore, just like our Mishnah is talking about Mishil and Peros Haruba, we could replace the word with Mishirin, which means, means to make the hair fall. What about the third or fourth option? I think this is the fourth option we're up to. Umandatani Mashirin, what does that mean? Lomishtabesh. That's also not an error. That also could work in our Mishnah. Ditnan Hashachur, which refers to a razor, the Hazug Shel Saparim. And this is the pair of saparm. The pair is a scissors. It's two pieces that connect together to cut hair. The technology is pretty old. And this is from a Mishnah. So we know that this is a 2,000-year-old technology at the least. Scissors. The halacha is that when it comes to scissors, even if you take them apart, we know that some scissors, you can take them apart. They have like a, a, a hole on one, uh, they have a protrusion on one side and kind of like an eyelet on the other, and you can connect a pair of scissors. And the halacha is that even if you separate them, they are still considered to be a kli because each one can be used to shave to shave someone, you could do it's halachically problematic, but it, it it does function as a kli, so they're tmein. So we see that the shachor is a razor, and that makes your hair fall off, and therefore that also is fitting for our Mishnah. Umandatani manshirin, the one who says manshirin, also lo mishtabesh, what's his language? Ditnan misha nashu kelev b'mayim, if his kelev, if his clothing fell into nashu, if they fell into the water, you can wear wet clothes on Yom Tov, and that's not a problem. I know someone who, uh, this happened to be during the week, but it's just a bit of a comedic story. They went to Tovo something in the Kalamikva here on Tui, and they dropped something in, and they quickly reached in to grab it, and their feet slipped, and they went headfirst into the Kalamikva, feet flailing up in the air, gargling water. A little bit of a funny story. I hope the camera was running, and I hope that they made a couple of bucks off of him. So the Gemara says that if a person's clothes are sopping wet, you're, normally we have some concerns about this Midrat Banan, like we know that when, if you come home from Shabbos and your clothes are sopping wet, you're not allowed to hang them in the bathroom or in the laundry room. That's an Isr Dirat It looks like you did. We know you didn't, but that's the Xeris Chachamim because that's how laundry was done back in the day. Um, but here, we're not concerned. If, you're, if your clothes are saturated with water, you can still wear them. We're not choshesh. People will assume that of you. Inami, another use of the word manshirin is mehaditznan ezu leket hanoshi b'shas ksira. Leket, of course, leket shichan peya. We know from Maseches peya that it's hanoshi uh, b'shas ksira, that when, when the farmer would be harvesting and he drops something in the field, he's not allowed to go back and pick it up. So that's uh, leket, and that we are supposed to leave for the anim. Anyways, all of these various languages are considered acceptable in our Mishnah. The one we have is Mishilin, but there are five options, all of which are acceptable. The Gemara at the two dots, three-fourths of the way down, ten lines up, says as follows. We had learned in our Mishnah, Tan, 
Is there an upper limit as to how much we are allowed to, uh, to carry? Because we know, we've learned already in this Masech, we're concerned about Tircha at times, what's considered to be too much? So it says the Gemara, Ad Kama, Amar Abzeira, Amar Abasi, Ramir Lamar Abasi, Amar Ab Yochanan, Keosa Sheshaninu. The Allah here by Yom Tov is the same as we would have assumed by Shabbos in a slightly different context. Mifan and Arba Vechamesh Kupos Shel Teben. I remember learning this Sugya because they were, they were, they were sitting, setting up a place to have Shir. So that's what the Gemara says over there in the Masech Shabbos. Mefanen, you would be able to move or clean up four to five bales of hay, of straw. If there are guests, that's not considered too much of a tirchel. But the Gemara from here to the bottom of the page registers problem after problem with this comparison of a Gemara that relates to Hilchos Shabbos and applying it back to the world of Yom Tov. Yeah, that's oil and water sometimes. It's not so simple to always compare the two. There's a lot that's very different. Maybe the case over there is different because the Ika Bittel Beis HaMedrash, the case of Masech Shabbos was dealing with Bittel Torah. Maybe if that's your Mari Makom, then maybe we can't apply it at all over here to say that you can carry a similar amount. Inami, another problem is, says the Gemara, four lines from the bottom, Maybe on Shabbos, where the punishments of violating halacha are so severe, we allow you to move four or five bales of hay or straw because the halachos are so strict and stringent that we're not concerned about you doing something that would really be usher. However, Yom Tov, which is more mekel, and people typically are more likely to make errors, klau klau lo, maybe we can't learn from that Mishnah back to our case of Yom Tov. Inami so we could also have a, a, a problem in the reverse direction, not asking from Shabbos to Yom Tov, but from Yom Tov to Shabbos. Over there, by Shabbos, there was no hafsid mamon. Over there, in the case of Masecha Shabbos, you were allowed to move things, but there was no hefsid. But here there's a hefsid. You're going to lose so much. It's starting to rain. You've been drying this out for five weeks. It's the first time it rained. You're going to lose a lot of produce and that's not right. So maybe we should say that the four and five is only under certain circumstances. So I feel the tubanami and Yom you should be able to move more. So tomorrow we'll stop at the very top of Lamed Vav and I'll to continue this. So we're pausing here because there's no good stopping point. Wishing you all a beautiful night.